When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the podcast. Today, we have a spooky-filled conversation about Halloween movie favorites, and then a classic episode of Boy Meets World. It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick-or-treat? Did I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Honey, get down! Yeah. And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, beat me. My name is Grace Jones. Thunder! 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 Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and we are here this week with the movie geek, Rob. Happy almost Halloween, Rob. Happy almost Halloween. Happy almost Halloween. So this is Friday the 28th. Halloween is falling on a Monday this year. What do you feel about that? Amazing. 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 I don't have to... <laughs> <laughs> go out on Halloween on the weekend. I can watch movies on Monday in peace. <laughs> but everybody's going to go out on the weekend anyway, so it doesn't matter, but I, I don't mind it. If anyone's going out, probably would be the weekend before, so it would be this weekend coming up probably, right? Yeah. Are there late, late Halloweeners that will push it to the, the weekend after? Halloween is every day, mm, okay? I love if it. you want it to be. So I'll celebrate it when I want to. So it doesn't really matter where it falls on. I'm not doing anything. I'm just still going to do my movies at home, and, and I'm fine with that. And you know what's funny? I say this every year probably, Rob, but man, it is flying this month. I usually wanted to savor this month and take everything in. I don't know if it's just the year, what's going on in general. It is flying. The weeks are flying. I didn't have enough spooky time, and I'm not ready to let it go. So I will live with it in my heart every day so you mentioned movies rob yes i know i know you have one that is famously your halloween movie of choice i do i mean it's hocus pocus if anyone knows rob it's hocus pocus yes i love that movie it is guaranteed to be watched at least twice a year on its premiere day and on halloween oh, i love that he even celebrates the premiere day so i asked rob before we started if he were to have let's just say the perfect night in the perfect halloween experience what would your top choices be to give you those halloween feels rob so 
I have a mixture of movies. Uh, the movies that I watch don't necessarily need to take place during Halloween or have a Halloween theme. It mostly is just some of my favorite horror movies. Back in the day, it used to be like Beetlejuice and, you know, just just very quirky, like monstrous stuff. You know, Adam's Family, yes. and Casper and all that stuff. But now as I'm older and Hocus Pocus came out, I sort of went towards that route. And if I don't have any new movies to watch, I'll go back to some of my favorites. So you want me to list them right now? Let's say Monday, Halloween, when you come home from work. God, well, I mean, I only have time to like <laughs> watch two movies movies after work given that it's a monday halloween weekend then so this weekend if you had the perfect few nights of halloween entertainment they would be okay well i have a long list so do you want like top four top five or all of them or let's see what the top five brings us and see where we get there okay so so guaranteed every year trick-or-treat by michael doherty uh cabin in the woods by Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon, and Nightmare Before Christmas by Mr. Selleck and uh, a little bit of Tim Burton in there. And then it's really just a toss-up on whatever else is left and if I have time, which could be anywhere from Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, Ernest Scared Stupid, or my two favorite vampire movies ever, which is Fright Night or The Lost Boys. <laughs> So it, it just really depends on the time, but those are guaranteed to be watched if I lined up my perfect, you know, marathon. This, again, just goes by mood. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll watch like a full season of Afraid of the Dark and enjoy my time then. So yeah, it just really all depends. What would a Halloween playlist be? Like, so I have one on Spotify that I play every year that I made, and the Lost Boys soundtrack has to be on there. It's always mixed in. I love it. I would have to say, Rob, if I had to choose, I am going Halloween 78 for sure that okay. just i i love seeing that and you know there's if you turn on any probably cable station on halloween amc perfect example amc so that's always on there and actually a matter of fact for a few years rob growing up in like high school my halloween would consist of that block of halloween two three four five you know they showing them in sequence on like an amc so i will i would say yeah that that gives me those halloween feels especially part four and five which are not really well liked i would say i just they always reminded me of i guess our generation of halloween but the daniel harris kind of time period well those movies definitely set the mood for sure if if you are driven by the fall season and those moves that season like influences your mood this is definitely a franchise to put on around this time so it makes sense rob mentioned actually on one of our reviews last year about practical magic which is one of my halloween favorites too and he said this genius term that he called a snow globe movie yeah yeah i <laughs> i i love the term snow globe movie because it's basically just a very contained feeling emotion a visual and nothing else outside of that is influencing this very contained like fantasy and when you look at a snow globe you it puts you in a mood it makes you feel a certain way and that's exactly sort of the emotion that comes out when watching it and practical magic is basically that because this town doesn't exist those people don't exist their <laughs> actions don't exist and apparently whatever is going on has no influence on any part of the outside world is just so contained so and it and it puts you in a mood it puts you in this very specific mood when watching it do you think they're right next to the gilmore girls in stars hollow that town because that's what it reminds me of it's like a similar kind of feel like that it's i've been so seeing good. these videos on instagram where they will be like as soon as that first leaf falls and then they'll do some like big fall thing. Like I want my pumpkin spice. I'm putting on all the beige and the whites and they're, you know, rolling around in leaves. But in the background, the music that's playing is, is the Gilmore girls theme, 
where you lead, I will follow every single time. So that is like the official theme of fall now. You know what? I'll accept it because I buy into all that. I don't even need to see the leaf. I go September. I'm like, you're here. You're there. You're creeping up. To finish off, let's just say really quickly the marathon. I have to get zombies in there somehow. So Rob, you know my favorite. It's either Dawn of the Dead 78 or I'm going either one of the Night of the Living Deads. Either the original Black and White or the remake, which I... I actually just got to test my knowledge yet again on fear bias with Rob and Nate. So I hope I I hope I survive the night. You'll have to check that out. No spoilers, but yes, do go check out how he survived with quizzing him on that movie. And then nothing said Halloween for me, and I still go back to this depending on how I feel that year. The Roseanne Halloween episodes. <laughs> your tour guide to the Tunnel of Terror. This is the Master's Laboratory where he does his research. Ah, there's the Master now, or is that just one of his experiments? You know, I really enjoy those, but for some reason, I have more of a happier memory with the home improvement Halloween episodes. I don't know, there's something about those that I really enjoy, but to your Roseanne ones, the Christmas Carol episode is my favorite one. That's the one, yeah, when Roseanne is like, it's Halloween night and she's visited by the ghost of Halloween past, present, and future. That is a good one. Yeah. I just wish there was, and I've said this to you over the years too, like this Halloween, like the Connors went for, their house turned into Halloween. That is a mood, as as the kids would say. That is a mood. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to work in the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors into my rotation. But there's so many of them. And there's so many that I haven't seen because I haven't watched The Simpsons in such a long time. So there's actually a bunch right now that I could watch and have never seen them. But it's just all about like remembering, you know, to to watch them or whatever. But I would love to work those in my rotation one day or one year. I do try to watch them every year, but I don't know. Nothing beats the 90s ones where I still remember Mr. Burns as a vampire. So that's like... (laughs) That's my favorite 90s. So, but a few more things before we get to the Boy Meets World episode that is our main spotlight today. Last week, Rob, David and I did Buffy the series following our Buffy the movie review, which I hope everyone enjoyed. That review with Rob, I had such a blast talking. That was a fun one. But I asked Rob to take the same Buffy quiz that David and I took last week for the series about which character and i didn't want to leave our wonderful co-host out i wanted to know who he got as well so this is a follow-up buffy fans or radical ones that might have listened last week rob who did you get as a character from buffy i got angel this is so crazy because i don't know i have it in my head that rob probably doesn't like the character of angel i've never asked him i think he's more of a spike person well if you ask me to choose i am more entertained by spike okay i don't dislike angel in fact i watched his entire series so i didn't dislike him i mean he was definitely a moody bastard but yeah angel's all right and and the description that was given with angel on this quiz does fit me if i am not angel i would assume that i would be an oz so it's one of those two But I don't know if he's even a a choice to even receive. But yeah, I see myself as one of the two. The angel description did sound like Rob, but right off the paper, I don't know if I would have picked angel for you. Like, Who would you have picked? I could see the Oz thing because of how he's like observant and he's more quiet and he will he'll watch and take things in. So I could see that, but I could see you as like a a Willow too, as a friend, you know, like a Willow s character. Maybe not like Willow's. Oh my god, I can't say anything because I, you know, maybe not that Willow, but later on Willow. Gotcha. 
<laughs> and then I gotta say, so I got Cordelia, and I was still surprised how the hell I got Cordelia, even when I took it last week, because on paper, I don't see Cordelia's qualities in me. I wish I was more... I don't see it either, and you <laughs> sent me the results, and I'm like, this is you, and I... Well, actually, the first thing I asked you was like, do you believe what you read? And you were like, no. And I was like, yeah, I don't either. I don't know what you were answering. What were you answering? And so I was like, I'm just going to take the quiz for you. And I was like, what did you pick? And then, so I went through the whole quiz again. And while I did sort of do an educated guess, I did not pick everything that I thought that you would do. But I did ask you for two of them specifically. And then the rest, I just used what I know about you. And the result was different instead of Cordelia. And I got Giles this way. You got Giles. And the description of Giles in this quiz fit you perfectly. And I was like, there you go. I don't know what you were picking, but I know you better than you know yourself, apparently. That just shows you, you know, how you see yourself sometimes. But again, I don't know what the hell I picked because I can't even imagine picking anything that Cordelia would have had the strength and balls to say. So I'm okay with Giles. So thank you, Rob, for doing that. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And I'm excited to say this week we have the return of Retro News. Rob and I were looking at this article online that there is a fear, the movie fear, the Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon movie is getting remade as a Peacock TV series, Rob. From uh, 1996, yes. Oh, Alyssa Milano, by the way, was also in. Yes, she was. For the Charmies out there, Charmed fans. And Casper's mother, she will always be Casper's mother to me, (laughs) Amy Brenneman. Casper's mother? Casper's mom! Uh, yeah, so Fear is becoming a series, and I I actually love this idea. I just don't know how they're going to extend it into multiple seasons unless they just do a reboot each time. But the description hinted that even though this toxic couple is together, we don't know which one is the dominant one or the controlling one or the stalker one or the crazy one. It could be both. It could be one or the other or not who you expect is how they described it. So they're kind of hinting that the girl might be the one who is the dangerous one. That's exactly how I read it too. Like if they flip, they reverse the roles then. But then like Rob is saying, they are saying, well, who knows? It could twist back and forth the way this this reads, this modern series reinvention. But yeah, that's how I got it. It's going to be the female this time or the lines will blur. But maybe it is a limited series because... Because you're right, what could they do with this every every year? Well, um, the title is very simple. So, I mean, that could be to anything. And they can do different types of dynamics of relationships each season. Um, it, it's, you know, who knows? So it hopefully they think out of the box. And maybe it's not just a, a straight remake from the movie. But I'm excited to see. I just want to hear Bush. They better play the Bush song <laughs> in this series. Otherwise, I'm boycotting it. I would also love for it to take place in the 90s, too. Hopefully, it's not too modern. Well, because the thing is, is that this movie and a big part of why it was just so creepy and, and just sort of... Um, suspenseful is the fact that we didn't have today's technology and today's like know-hows and i believe that women are definitely a lot more self-aware about their surroundings and who they are and would not get caught up in this mess but who knows i mean i know there are people out there who still you know are subjected to abusive relationships whether they're emotional or physical but at the same time when it took place in the 90s you didn't have cell phones to reach them and you know a lot of things you didn't have access to to make things a lot easier so So uh, it would also be great if, I mean, and I know this is hard to do because when you want to entertain people, you want to give them 
really nice visuals and and have sort of a lot of options and opportunity. So this always involves some kind of like rich family who owns like a big house. Like it would be nice to just see like average middle class people going through this and just sort of seeing yes. how that yes. dynamic works instead of just having these privileged entitled rich people always having these issues it's just not fun to watch at least for me change it up a little bit i agree that is such an old staple of hollywood movies just seeing these rich glam even down to when we recovered crush and alicia silverstone's family they they must have been rich with that huge that candle filled house (laughs) yeah i think it is more relatable when it's everyday people going through this and that's what's happening in every day's life you know things like this so yeah we don't need to see rich and glamorous because then it would be even more unbelievable you probably have every electronic device i'm interested to see what they do yeah yeah so am i when the spawn meets world From 1996 with Fear to 1998 with this episode of Boy Meets World from the fifth season, which actually was not the Halloween episode of this year. It was a February 27th of 1998 and episode 17 of season five out of seven seasons, Rob. Yeah, they had a good run. I didn't realize it lasted seven seasons. I don't know why. It seems like it was on forever. Well, usually the shows would sort of lose its, I can't think of the word, it would lose its, its, well, not formula, it it would just lose its flair, its its excitement, I guess. Uh, It wouldn't be as good when they hit college. Mm. This show in particular managed to survive college for a couple of years. I think they ended up graduating from college, and usually they get canceled before that. So they they did a good (laughs) job. I mean, they did a lot of repetitive and recycled plot lines, you know, just challenging the dynamics of these friendships over and over again. You know, I don't know how many times we had to deal with Sean's dad coming back and then leaving and then coming back. But the show survived through college, and that's not something you see every day. That's true. What is the default sitcom formula? I mean, you even see it in shows like The Golden Girls. Always fighting. They're the best of friends, right? But these characters are always fighting. Why is it in my head? And this particular episode sean is like a super friend to the point that he's so devastated over this loss and we'll get into that but i always remember sean being so moody and always having issues that earlier sean or no that's earlier sean for me i mean he dealt with the father issue uh a while back if i remember correctly and i think that he just kind of came to terms that he's worth more than him just being a delinquent kid. You know, the fact that he even got into college, that's the other thing too. Or did he go to college? He went to college, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he shared the dorm, right? With a brother and... Yeah. Anyways, he knew that he was a smart kid finally and he accepted the fact that there's more to him than just his looks and him being a bad boy. You know, also being raised, you know, pseudo-raised by, you know, motorcycle teacher. Like, all of that influence definitely helped him come out of that moody you know side so whatever happened to that teacher they he ended up i can't remember he he appeared on girl meets world and i think that he ended up opening like some kind of like business or something that made him super rich it's it's been a long time since i watched it but he and oh no you know what it was he was superintendent oh that's how they (laughs) i think he ended up being superintendent because he came to the school and he had to deal with some stuff and i think people were trying to convince them that the school needed a b and c i remember if i remember correctly he was superintendent but i could be wrong (laughs) moving on up yeah now is this a sitcom that you would rewatch? because rob is very famous for either rewatching sitcoms he had seen in the past or starting a new show or possibly returning to would you see yourself watching the seventh seasons during the co 
COVID years, I did make a point to watch the rest of the Boy Meets World series. So I had watched to a certain point, and then I finally told myself that I can watch the rest of the series. So I never saw the proposal, and I never saw their married years or whatnot. So I think the last two seasons are really a blur. But I know even when they had the new kid is when I didn't, I didn't watch any of that. I can't remember where I stopped, but there was a certain point where I didn't watch the rest of the series. So I did finish it. And I will say this, the the middle school years are my favorite. I love the beginning seasons with like Minkus and everything. And then like a little bit into, you know, high school. I think when like Angela came around, like it was such a breath of fresh air to have her, but those were some depressing seasons. Yes, like a they lot were. of heavy stuff happened. The mood that Boy Meets World gives me when I watch the yesteryears is where I like to stay. So, I mean, yes, Boy Meets World real. Like when they got into those heavy relationships, I was like heavy, but like I like to stay happy. And those earlier stuff was so good. So I rewatched those quite a bit. The earlier years were really cute, especially Topanga, like really quirky in the beginning. Yeah, of course, yeah. Those are sure. those characters. But yeah, I also remember that the time Angela became a character every week, yeah, it seemed like a serious plot. I remember that. Yeah, even as a kid, you're like, wow, this is heavy, this stuff. <laughs> this is real world. <laughs> this is the real life. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing in my seat? Well, the wife and I aren't together anymore, and I figured it would be safer if I had a buffer. This is considered what they call a Halloween episode. So again, it, it was not the Halloween episode of that season. As a matter of fact, while getting to this, I did notice there was one earlier on, which I'm assuming probably was October. It said something about a witch. So I'm like, oh, that must have been a Halloween episode. I think I remember that one. Uh, see, the one I'm thinking about is way early. This is when Corey thought he was a werewolf. And, oh, and some like oh, gypsy that- told him that he was destined to become one. That's the one I remember. <laughs> good one yeah now i wish we would have watched that one (laughs) no but actually i was entertained from beginning to end with this one i mean this one is is basically for those who are just like the ya's the one who grew up with our screams and i know what you did last (laughs) summer this is our grown-up version of a horror movie and instead of the cheesy storylines that we get earlier this is sort of like the one that you would get if you were like oh i'm staying up late and i'm gonna watch uh you know uh this yeah it was a little more adult in this one <laughs> i looked for some trivia about this episode and it said when this episode airs on the disney channel mr feeney's line this class will not be interested in a romantic going-ons of its students then it is with whatever the hell i'm teaching is edited to remove the word hell out of all things. oh really this class will not be more interested in the romantic goings-on of its students than it is with whatever I'm teaching. (laughs) Then the adult joke of virgins never die and Eric saying bastards later on and the whole dark subject matter, it says it doesn't rerun a lot. (laughs) Interesting. Well, I, you know, watching it on Disney Plus, all of that was in there, so... Oh, thank God they didn't Ventures and Babysitter this. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Can we first just talk about, for me... This is the most hated theme song of the series. I hate this theme song so much. Out of the three theme songs they've had throughout the years, this is this is far the worst one. I could not stand it. That was one of my notes to ask you about the theme song. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe that the theme song evolved to this. And they're supposed to get better with each one. I mean, the first one is just better. First one was always the best. Just that musical jingle. Loved all of it. And then, you know... Oh, God, I cannot stand that theme song. Did you like the theme song? 
I actually had a visible going, oh, it's this one. The one in the middle where it was like, and then that car or whatever. Like, that was a cute one, but oh, then it turned to this one. And I was like, ugh. Why do they do that with shows? They either shorten them. I know you want to maybe get more to it. It's more adult. But when you have a show theme that's so beloved. Well, with this one specifically, it felt like these theme songs were growing up as the kids were like you couldn't play that jingle in in you know when they're in high school or like college it just doesn't mesh well so this was their version of growing up i guess and this is more like an adult show family manners they just removed it they had you know their little trumpet or whatever and then they just posted the name and then they went on they didn't have the theme song as they grew up actually family matters no you do not take that away this room for you, room for me, for gentle hearts and opportunity. It's the bigger love of the family. Yeah. We jump right into, and I had to look this up, what storyline this happened. I remember something like this, that Corey and Topanga broke up, but I didn't remember why. So Rob, I went back two episodes, and evidently Corey lied. They were going on a skiing trip. Corey lied. I remember this, like, as I was reading it. And this girl kisses him. He doesn't tell Topanga. The girl writes him a note. It falls out of his pocket. Topanga picks up the letter, doesn't read it. Evidently, the episode after Angela opens the letter, reads it to Topanga for her, and she breaks up with Corey. And this leads to this episode where they're broken up and Sean is very devastated over this. But I gotta say, I laugh so much with him in, in these scenes in the early on. Just this emotion when this character, and what the hell was his name? Ken? Was it Ken? Kenny? Kenny. Yeah, it was Kenny, Kenny for specifically for a reason. All I wanted was a pencil. <laughs> oh, shit. Shut up, Kenny. You're lucky to even be here. Oh, how 90s was that? All those references. Well, yeah, whenever you're ready, I would love to go down these references because I wrote down all the ones that I spotted. This is the perfect timing. So, Kenny, this was a running theme with this whole episode, right? It kind of was only because uh, there were a lot of shows and movies that were very popular. And what you do is you usually mimic what everybody else is watching on TV to feel current and relevant, right? Sister Sister did this a lot when Tamara would always imitate Jim Carrey with everything. I mean, it was Ace Ventura this and it was The Mask that and she just kept doing it. And it was around the time that movie came out. So with this one, Eric specifically was just on this South Park high because he said two phrases from South Park and that's when he... You know, when the door opens and we see him for the first time, he goes, Heidi Ho, which is from Mr. Hanky. Heidi Ho! <laughs> and then when Kenny dies, it's, oh my God, they killed Kenny. <laughs> And then he says it again with, they killed Feeney. So that's the reference with that. When I heard that, I was like, wow, okay, so South Park is at its highest right now. It is very at its highest. I also loved the idea of Kenny, too. The fact that he's a throwaway character. He's basically a red shirt. This is classic. The locked door. The scary janitor. The bloody warning. And our soon-to-be first victim. Me? Why me? Well, Kenny, it's certainly not going to be any of us. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy doing? We're not going to die. <laughs> I know. I us. love it. He's like, we're just like, well, it's clearly not going to be us. I mean, <laughs> I love when Corey says this. He's so meta, and it just makes me laugh so much when they're so obvious about what they're doing. But Kenny is basically the red shirt, and so they just all expect him to die, which I think is very interesting with the whole Star Trek thing, is anybody with the red shirt is is going to die, because they're just, you know, minions and, and you know, like, <laughs> just helpers, and they don't really have anything important. Yeah, you're never going to see these actors next week. 
So I did love that. And did you notice Kenny? He had a very distinctive, familiar face. He is uh, siblings to Jonathan Jackson, a 90s Tiger Beat icon. Oh, oh funny is that i didn't even put two and two together he had that look that 90s actor look so i was like oh yeah he just must have been in everything <laughs> well feeney does bring up teen beat which is another <laughs> knock on tiger beat which was a very popular you know young girls magazine that featured a whole bunch of these like heartthrobs cory and topang aren't together anymore Yes, I know. I, too, read Teen Beat, Mr. Hunter. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that sort of, like, knowledge. But then Feeney also references Young and the Restless with the whole teen drama. Young and the Restless definitely is a very iconic soap opera dating back to, what, the 70s? Maybe even further? Yeah, yeah. We'll return to the Young and the Restless right after this word from Feeney. And here is the word. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know if this was a direct reference, but for me, it was a reference. And I believe that Sean called the janitor Giggles. So for me, that was a Dr. Giggles thing, but I don't think Dr. Giggles is popular enough for people to get. But why call him Giggles? I don't know. Hey, Giggles, we're locked in. But that's what I got. But then we also have uh, appearance of Jennifer Love Hewitt, who brought in the Scream reference that I know she did last summer reference, and also Party of Five. Hello? Do you like scary movies? What's your favorite? Ooh, okay. Well, I like that one with the hottie hot hot from Party of Five. Nev Campbell? Duh. Did you notice the janitor speak of him? His name tag said Freddy. That was my last thing. Yes, Freddy, for sure, with IE. Which also, his the way he was very pale and made up, straight from Afraid of the Dark. Straight from it. Like The tale of the twisted janitor. He comes in and he does this perfectly as an actor. He don't say anything. He just points. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're sold as a creepy janitor, I believe you. <laughs> Did you happen to catch any other references that I missed from, from that did right do you think the running not only is it a like a haha funny writing we're staying together but i got very scooby-doo when the characters oh were yeah running. definitely scooby-doo for sure yes real extreme like you said there's that very scream looking outfit even though the mask at the end was a skeleton face totally was a scream mm -hmm. and not for anything sean's outfit you want to talk about a 90s boys outfit black t-shirt chain flannel <laughs> slash plaid over shirt like okay plus he has the sean hunter hair which we've talked about on this, this yes show. sean hunter has sean hunter hair yes <laughs> rob i forgot to tell you early on when they're in that shot of the kids going to detention because this whole episode is about being stuck in detention because of this outburst that sean did earlier about Corey and Zapanga. I saw the mic above for a second, a split second and it I, went off really quickly. Oh, I did not see that. One thing that I caught was before they opened the door to reveal the janitor, I guess for the second time, like the, the blinds was closed and they heard that screeching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they had turned around to view the door. You can see. A reflection, right? You, like a, you, can, you can see the other hunter. Who? What's his name? Matthew Lawrence, but I forget his name. It's uh, Jack. Jack. Jack, Jack. Jack is seen smiling, like clear as day, like he's breaking character. And then all of a sudden his face goes back to worry. But they're all supposed to be like afraid of the, what's behind the door. And you can see Jack laughing, not laughing, but just smiling. So clearly something happened and he's just like, you know, coming back from like a laugh or whatever. But <laughs> that's the only other like mistake that I saw. That I did catch a quick reflection. I didn't realize it was him. That's a good catch. This was really funny too. They have this whole scene. We, we did talk about the censorship on Disney Channel, but they have this talk about virgins. So at this point, Mr. Feeney is killed, they believe. They're going through, like, who's a virgin, you know, and Corey's just like, thank you, Topanga. Thank you for sparing me. It made me laugh so hard because he was going to live. And then they realize Mr. Feeney died. So that means he wasn't a virgin. Feeney's dead. Feeney's dead. Mr. Feeney is dead. Feeney can't die. How can Feeney die? He was the first suspect. It's my fault. The second I suspected him, I signed his death warrant. Well, is any one of us safe? Yeah, virgins. Virgins never die. All right. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, I'll, I'll get as sick as you can get without actually dying. <laughs> Feeney, he's dead. 
Hey, go feedy, go feedy, go, 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 okay. Listen. As happy as I am for Feeney, I am scared to death here. The fact that they didn't even think that this man had sex was just like, oh my god, that is so <laughs> funny. I, I did not realize this, but the actress who plays Angela, Trina McGee Davis, she was pregnant during this episode. Oh, really? No, I did not know that. They said they tried to hide her, but I was like, no, she looked normal to me. Didn't even, didn't even realize it. But her standout moment that set me flying was that Jennifer Love Hewitt scream moment. <laughs> Ah, that was so good. Best line in the whole show, I thought. Yes, girl, I am the screamer around here. I mean, just watching Angela scream for the first time, I was like, oh, I remember this gag. Like, she is the one that just keeps screaming throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I, I just love when she did that. She write down the line i thought i did jennifer love hewitt has been revealed as this new student called jennifer love mcfla it's pfefferman pfefferman feffy pfefferman yeah i don't trust this jennifer love pfefferman any more than i can throw i know we don't know anything about her do we when did this school get a library (laughs) (laughs) today's a new adventure isn't it She also had the Julie James hair, too. Like she stepped right out of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Oh my god, you want to also know 90s, that blended outfit that people wore from head to toe. Like it would either be like the hat and the shirt or the shirt and the pants, but it would always blend from top to bottom. Yeah, the colors would, yeah, it blended. I swear that's a Prue outfit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I Jennifer Love Hewitt did a scream and she did it perfectly. Like she's just like on call, bam, just scream and she did it. And everything just looked like she just came out of Nainuchi last summer. And Angela gets pissed. She was like, I'm the screamer around here, Miss Thang. Like, do not try and... <laughs> That's my part. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> it was the look, too. When she screams, Angela looks her up and down and just like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's so good. So good. With the appearance of Jennifer Love Hewitt, she meets Eric, and immediately they start making out. And I'm like, oh, they must have been dating at this point, because why is this written in the thing? So, 1997, found out, Friedel dated Jennifer Love Hewitt, co-starred with her in this romantic teen comedy called Trojan War, and Hewitt made a guest appearance, you know, on, on you know, Boy Meets World and whatnot, so... They were dating at the time, which is why they were seen just, like, making out. See, that makes so much more sense because, okay, so Jennifer Love Hewitt comes into scene and literally Eric goes right to kissing her neck. If this hadn't turned out to be, like, a whole dream and everything at the end of this, I was like, damn! Oh, God! It was so funny. He just hit a low to her. Okay, so that makes sense. And I used to think Eric was so adorable back then. Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he definitely had the sean hunter hair for sure but he was a funny guy and i would think people still put funny people on a pedestal regardless of looks or whatever but like yeah he definitely was a fun one him and cody from step by step they were like these lovable idiots <laughs> yeah <laughs> before we go any further did you love these titles the end of the last of the obvious suspects just like in the cult classic the last of the obvious suspects <laughs> like in the killer is one of us dun, dun, dun. <laughs> sean is rattling off the titles of some of these these movies that he had seen and this is why he's a horror fan Blood in the Showers, The Last of the Cold Suspects, The Killer is One of Us. (laughs) (laughs) Killer, not the killer. (laughs) So good. So good. No, I like these. These are fun. And it's it's good because they're just, you know, thinking on their feet by just creating like new material and dialogue instead of just referencing actual horror movies. You know, just make it cheesy. Who cares? So when that character Kenny is killed, he had asked Topanga for a pencil. So the pencil goes through his head. And as Corey touches him, he falls down and leaves a pencil mark. We'll always remember he was that tall. <laughs> 
again, I cannot get over how funny these were to me. He says, we will always remember he was this height. (laughs) So funny. So good. And then literally preceding that, they all decide to scream and run. Yeah, we should split up. Right away, wrong. And of course, Corey is flailing his hands (laughs) like a a woman would. in a horror movie and that's one of the things that i love about boy meets world not just with this episode but just in general is that Corey was not afraid to be this middle feminine and masculine man like always he knew when he wanted to be a man and he knew when it was okay to just act like a chick i guess and not give a shit about the whole stereotypes of what it means to be a man and he was always there to scream at the highest of of voices and flare his arms like crazy and have this unrequited love for sean more than his actual wife so like i love that about Corey, and to me I had more of a crush on Corey than Sean or any of the other heartthrobs. I was always a Corey's man because he was just such in the middle and he just didn't care. And he still came off like it didn't seem like he was mocking like feminine people or gay people. He was no, just yeah. literally just being a, a guy. And I just love that. I just found it endearing. I guess you could say, but he wasn't a bro or a man's man. And I just like that about him a lot. You summed up his character really nicely, Rob. I would say, I would say him, he's on that level, maybe a Balky. (laughs) These characters that aren't afraid to just be like, ah, like, oh my God. Yeah. He he would even make fun of himself. Especially because his father was definitely a man's man. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't like a toxic or anything, But he was definitely like a man's man. So it's just funny that Corey was able to express himself that way and not be like ridiculed or whatever. Because I've seen the dad in other projects and he is usually playing a horrible white privileged asshole. Oh, is he? Oh my God. Well, American uh, History X is a big example of that where he played edward norton's dad but he always shows up in these other parts tv or film where he is just the most racist most manly of men uh he just showed up in uh animal kingdom which is nothing but toxic masculinity uh profiles of this you know family of cousins who like rob people for a living and he showed up as uh like a surfer or whatever and he's just like a dude and so it's just funny that Corey was allowed to kind of like express himself that way under his wing you know what did you think of this climax because let me tell you again a a broken record rob i laughed hysterically over these falling books Oh, save your breath, Feffy. There'll be plenty of time for that later. Eric, I'm dying. Oh, right. Okay, uh, then maybe you should tell me now. I caught a glimpse of the killer just before the books hit me. The killer's... Kill <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, so... I, I enjoyed a lot of the chase scenes and the running around, the mis- mysteriousness of like who the killer is. I mean, it says it in the title, one by one they all go until there's one left and it's usually one of them that's doing it. So I liked all of the antics of that. I think they all had a lot of fun just all being in the same scene. It was contained and, you know, the creepy janitor and all that. And she was like, Angela, do you, if you don't want to scream, don't look. She was like, ah! She just did that one little yell. <laughs> just for purposes but the pseudo horror thing of it all i really enjoyed that and here's the thing like i'm watching it and i just remember that i was probably so excited to just watch something like this on a halloween weekend and just being at home and just getting these themed like episodes because i was too young to watch the big stuff these definitely served a purpose for that little kid who enjoys horror and i just think they had a really nice balance so i loved all of that all that creepiness and then we're faced with the killer and whatnot so so you're right rob those sitcoms and i miss that i mean there's still sitcoms that do would you say a majority of them do halloween still but it feels like it's either ends up part of the episode not the main focus the middle 
did Halloween episodes, I know, every season for a while when they were on. So that was like a big show that still kept up this Halloween. I'm sure the Goldbergs does it, right? They usually do. I, I think last year they didn't. But yeah, they had Freddy Krueger on and they yeah, they usually do like a Halloween episode. But man, I miss it. I, I do too. It. I do too. But I mean, we don't really have those traditional sitcoms anymore. We would have to go to Nickelodeon or the Disney Channel to possibly get those themed episodes. I don't know. Sometimes they're usually not as scary. What I miss is whether it is a Halloween episode or not, they would always have one episode, at least throughout the run of their series, where it's a murder mystery, right? Whether it's told in a story or in a dream, they always have some kind of like whodunit episode. Family yeah. Manners did it. Step by Step did it. I love the Step by Step one. Golden Girls did a murder mystery. Yes, they did. And so I like when they do those types. And it it was just like a rite of passage with the 90s sitcoms that I wish that didn't go away. Rob's currently rewatching the or watching the nanny. I haven't seen a Halloween episode yet, but I'm in third season right now. I'm still waiting. Actually, they haven't really done any um, holiday episodes. I think later on, because a matter of fact, I don't want to spoil it because it's a later on season, but I had a rerun on the other day and it was not a Halloween episode, by the way. But all of a sudden, it turns out that it was Halloween and they have a moment and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's so random, but I'm like, okay, I'm glad I caught that Halloween moment in this episode. So. Mm, I'll get it, I'll get it. <laughs> Trick or treat! Oh, I'm so scared. Oh, one minute, boys. Um, Ma, there's no more candy in the bowl. It's only five o'clock. What'd you do? Give it all out already? Uh, yeah. Here you go. Thank you. Happy Halloween! (laughs) Hey, that lady took my candy! (laughs) You know, Halloween was always Sylvia's favorite holiday. She'd start collecting. At 7 o'clock in the morning, she even took extra bags to collect for the underprivileged kids. Remember? Uh, yeah. This was a dream within a dream episode. Sean wanted Topanga and Corey to get back together. He turned out to be the quote-unquote killer. What happened at the end? And then there's another dream, right? Well, Feeny is dreaming that everybody is smart and they love to learn and they knew every answer and... So they, he was just very happy. And then it turns out that his class is just, you know, misbehaving. So then they didn't get detention, right? Because I kept saying Mr. Feeney wouldn't give them detention. I don't think so. I'm trying to remember when Sean woke up. Were they still in detention or were they in class? I believe they were in class because he gets up and he makes a speech in front of the... So they didn't get detention. No, that was before. Okay. Then at one point I said, wait, maybe it is Mr. Feeney trying to teach these kids a lesson. So we had to get them into tension. So I'm already spacing out. He made his speech. What was the reason for him being the killer? I'm trying to remember what his lesson was. What did he learn? I forgot. Well, I don't know if it was like... I guess he feels that it's his fault, so he's out there killing people, I guess. I'm just trying to think, like, what... Him being the killer, what did that symbolize? Oh, I think he said they were together since sixth grade, so he doesn't... He associates that with... I guess guess, family or or having some kind of bond with people and it triggered him I guess his his father issues which is I mean again smart writing for a sitcom yeah and I'm sorry I disrupted the class and killed everybody but (laughs) I think I know why I did it pray tell you guys have been together since before I even knew you and if you're not then I guess I feel like there's nothing I can depend on And it really makes me angry that there's nothing I can do to fix that. Sean. You're not responsible for this. What do you mean? This isn't your fault. Something bad happened, Mr. Hunter. But for the very first time, you're not responsible. How come I feel so bad? Well, because you're a troubled young man. I recognize that from the movie, A Troubled Young Man. (laughs) You may all go. It's obvious that you've been punished enough. I just love it. He was like, I know what you mean by asking for a pencil, and nobody will be giving her you 
she will not be the one giving you a pencil to borrow. She was like, I know what that line is. That was funny. He was very protective, for sure. Uh, see, like, that's the kind of friends that everyone wants and hopes for. That That's what I'm saying. That's a great friend. That's yeah. a great friend. He's so traumatized, he's having dreams, horror dreams. Yeah, all of my breakups that I've had, everybody's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, and then we just move on. Like, nobody's comforting me. Nobody's making sure I'm not dead or depressed or laying out i i'm just left alone that yeah so it's it's not something that happens in real life at least in mine if i was closer i would make sure that you weren't (laughs) i would show up and 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 throw confetti well what i do is you know like i usually will check in most of the time most you know through text and be like hey are you okay do you want company how are you doing? Yada, yada. You know, I wouldn't beat down somebody's door and be like, you need to get out of the house and get out there and date. Like, I'm not that forceful, but like, I make sure they're not, you know, by themselves or whatever, if it calls for that. Really depends on the person, how they handle it. Some people just like being alone, but they they would let me speak. If I wanted to vent or talk about it, everybody would listen. I don't have disconnected friends who don't you know care but usually they just assume i'm okay the next day and don't really think about it everything just goes back to normal and it's like no i'm gonna go through a period where i'm gonna need people i would say months yeah i think it's a month's process plural plural months definitely (laughs) that's why we all need sitcom friends (laughs) (laughs) we need sean hunters in our life but it was a fun episode i love when they killed eric and jack was like who's gonna pay rent he was gonna commit suicide yeah and and then angela's like oh wait sean lives there you're like your rent will be fine and then they both die That's when I realized, okay, this is a dream or something. I think when they flew out the window. Fuffy. (laughs) Oh, he was my friend. My roommate. I didn't really know her. (laughs) He paid half the rent. Now I can't afford to live in my apartment anymore. Wait, if I can't afford to live in my apartment anymore, then I don't want to live. Wait. Wait. Sean is still your roommate. Together, you can make the rent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go back inside now. We hope you had all the Halloween feels of us talking about Boy Meets World episode. This is definitely a 90s throwback. We know that you wanted us to do more 90s sitcoms. This is a double. This is a two for one, a 90s sitcom. So if you have Disney Plus, uh, it might still be on Hulu as well. But season five, episode 17, if you want to check out the episode, very nostalgic, brings back a lot of the memories and yeah, what stuff we used to have (laughs) when we were young. So Rob, we are back in the Charmed Attic currently we are yes charmed has returned for a small mini series technically there are two new new there are two additional seasons of the charm series but done in the form of comics and ryan and i have decided to return to brunch with the hollowells to review those comics and talk about the last two seasons of charm the difference being that we have not read these comics so we have no idea what is happening so our review and our opinions are from first thoughts of seeing what happens in the season so this is something new for me because the last eight seasons i already knew what was going to happen so This is a time to definitely listen to our show because we're giving you opinions about things. We have no idea what's going to happen. You're going to hear a lot of theories and a lot of questionable decisions and and wonder and curiosity about what's going to happen next. It's been a lot of fun so far. Still every Sunday, but every other Sunday, uh, it's a bi-weekly podcast lasting all the way until May 21st, which happens to align with the series finale of the original series. So I love that. We did a bonus episode with a Charmed Illustrated Storybook that just came out for Charmed's 24th anniversary this month. And this is really exciting. So witches for the Halloween season. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Halloween. We will be back 
in the month of November with brand new episodes. And you could find us on the Radical Retro Rewind podcast on Instagram, Radical Retro Podcast, one word. We're always updating that. If you'd like to leave us a review, a voicemail, you can see the voicemail link and actually the description, I believe, if you're listening to this on Spotify and Anchor anyway. Thank you again, Radical Ones. And thank you, Rob, for being here. Happy of Halloween. Of course. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween, everyone. Bye. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Welcome to John Adams High, where you are gonna die. That's right. Feeny, 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 you are so low budget. Wake up, Sean. This could not be Mr. Feeny. No, then what? There really is some psycho killer on the loose? You'd rather believe that? Here's a knife, here's a gun, there'll be fun for everyone. Death is on the menu tonight. Mr. Feeney, I have got to hand it to you. You have really outdone yourself this time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.